0: We are back with day 11 of Uncaping, Unmasking, and Unhiding. And we are continuing our conversation on the great Cookie Lion and how she ended up in this position of, in this um, superwoman, in this people-proving superwoman. Whatever. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But anyway, how she ended up being a being a people prover. Look, I was trying to find something clever to say, but it just was not working for me. But anyway, how How she she ended ended up up up, where she was at. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) How She ended up being a people prover. And we gave you a little bit of her backstory in last and yesterday's episode. And so some of the things that we think pushed her there are the fact that now you want to go. Cause I just be talking like sometimes when I go back and listen to the, when I go back and listen to these episodes, I'd be like, dang, sure. You let Natty talk for like five minutes and you talk the whole time.
1: That's hilarious because I don't feel like that at all. I feel like the complete opposite. I feel like I monopolize the conversation a lot. So
0: girl, when I, when I'm going back <laughs> listening to these episodes, I'm like, sure, you talk way too much. So go daddy. <laughs>
1: Well, I think it's it's a really it's a really sweet and lovely thing that we each think that we're we're taking up too much space. I think that's probably an object lesson for the both of us and for our listeners that you're not taking up nearly as much space as you should be, um, and you should be more comfortable about taking that whatever space you want to. Um, right. But yeah, the culprits. So basically, like we said in the last episode. Cookie certainly wasn't birthed, birthed this way. Many of us were not birthed this way. If any of us were, she was pushed. She was thrust into being on ten all the time. So how did she get there? Well, she got there with by meeting a guy who probably most likely fed her a line of goods about how much he loved her and was always going to be there for her. Really funny because. When you're 16, any guy telling you this is uh, not to be believed, whether he's also 16, and so you're both kids, or he's an adult and therefore a groomer and predator, and you definitely don't want to believe that. Either. Right. So, you, but you, you believe it. I've been there as a 16, 17-year-old girl. I believed everything my first love told me, just like, oh, we were going to be together forever and this and that and the other, and it didn't matter that he was mistreating me. I was just, I was his ride or die. So it starts there. Turns out this man, that, this young, young man, I don't know how old he was at the time, but person that she falls in love with, happens to be a drug dealer. Her father finds out. He kicks her out of the house. So now she's been rejected by her father. She gets into legal trouble, which is really the boyfriend's legal trouble, but she takes the fall for it. The boyfriend does nothing, of course. He doesn't stand up and say, actually, it wasn't her. It was me. What guy do you know is going to do that, right? So that in itself is also a type of rejection, as far as I'm concerned. Not standing up for the person that you say you love. And letting them face the consequences for your own actions, that's really, really grimy. So you've got rejection from father, rejection and betrayal from boyfriend, rejection from sisters because she was blamed by her sisters for her father's subsequent heart attack. So constant rejection, rejection, rejection. As I said in the last episode, that kind of rejection can lead to place of feeling really isolated and when you feel isolated you tend to you can tend to lash out and so not just that but also being in jail being in a very destructive environment where you're constantly on alert because you have to be that doesn't help either so she's in a situation where she has to feels like she has to protect herself because she does and she's dealing with the fallout from being rejected and betrayed by the people that she loved the most. Those are the culprits. That is how she got to be who she was. And then to add insult to injury, to find out that her boyfriend, uh, well, I guess at point it was her husband at some point, divorced her and then brought in another woman to replace her when she was the one that helped him basically get to where he is, albeit illegally, yes, but she still helped him get to where he is. That's quite a slap in the face. So yeah, there are a lot of there are a lot of uh culprits here.
0: So yeah, she has a lot of shit to prove to people. Like she's gotta prove to Lucius that you will not keep me down. And so that mm-hmm. thrust her into being a people prover. She also has to prove to her children that I'm a good parent, even though I abandon you because she did. She took the fall for something she didn't do, abandoning her children, leaving them Mm -hmm. with a father Mm -hmm. that undoubtedly was not a good father. Because if you're going to let the woman that you love take the fall for something you did, I can't imagine you being a good father. So now she's got to prove to her children that I'm a good parent and that I love you and what I did was best for you. And then she's got to prove to her sisters that it wasn't my fault that dad had a heart attack. You know, so she's got a lot of stuff to prove. So again, we don't just wake up and decide, oh, I got shit to prove to people. No. Right. Right. Something in our life experiences thrust us into that role. So we need right. to identify what the it's the same thing we talked about when Olivia was doing all, all of the people pleasing and yesing all over all over town. What is that thing? That makes you feel like you constantly have to prove yourself to others. What is that in you? Mm-hmm. And you have to pull back the layers of your life experiences to get to the root. Because here's the deal when it comes to when it comes to healing. A lot of times we cannot get the healing that we need because we're trying to heal the symptom and not the root cause. In order to get the healing right. that you need, you have to get to the root of what's causing you the unrest in your life. You have to get to the root cause of what's causing you to say yes and the root cause of what is making you feel like you got to constantly prove yourself to people. So what is that thing for you? What is your root? What do you want them to reflect on today, Nat-Nat?
1: Oh, Nat-Nat, that is really cute. I like Nat-Nat too. That's really cute. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, yeah, I think that's the thing that, And it's really hard to reflect on that because I'm I'm still doing my own reflecting on that. Like, why do I always not always anymore, thank God, but why do I still often feel like I need to prove something to anyone? Most of the time now it's like, why do I feel like I've got to do this to prove to myself?
0: It's like why do you feel like you're still,
1: you know, like why do you feel like you're still having to prove something? to yourself as if you are disapproving still of yourself Mm -hmm. and only unless and until you do xyz will you yourself know that you're worthy of abc
2: adorning yourself with the proverbial mask and cape didn't miraculously happen the moment you became an adult more likely than not there's a history of trauma dating back to childhood that left you feeling rejected abandoned, betrayed, and angry, those emotions don't automatically resolve themselves. As a little black girl, the thing you needed the most was to be seen, heard, nurtured, protected, and loved without condition. When those needs aren't met, you don't get the skills needed to do life as the real you from an emotionally healthy place. If you find yourself in this episode and are ready to start your journey to healing, Please consider joining us in the Sister Circle of Healing, a 12-week virtual experience for black women to gather in a safe and sacred space for healing, connection, and transformation. Join us now at shadesofstrongcom forward slash SOS Circle.
1: There's still a lot of times where I forget that my worth is inherent from birth. I don't have to do or be anything more than what I already am. So I'm kind of my own culprit here and there now when I'm dealing with stuff. But yeah, I didn't get to this this point just automatically. I had to do my own ref- I've had to do my a lot of my own reflecting to even recognize that. So that's what you're gonna have to do too. And maybe you might find it's it's you. But sometimes it's still, if you're young enough, especially if you're only in your 20s or whatever, it it, I'm willing to bet it's probably other people because we have had it drilled into our psyches from kids, just our community. Like you're worth less unless you do this laundry list of things and you present in this laundry list of ways. And I applaud anyone who breaks free from that mindset in their 20s. But I don't know that a lot of people do. And maybe a lot of us will start now since we're having these conversations. But yeah, you're going to have to reflect on what your culprits are, what has happened to get you to a point where you feel like you must constantly um, prove your mettle, prove that you're worth your salt. Yes, I'm using these old school antiquated um, sayings. (laughs) But just like, to prove that you, you are worth someone. Prove that you're somebody. Like, why are you still doing that? And what, what's, like like Shirley said, who or what is at the root of that?
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk about the journey to healing for just a few minutes, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I want to talk, talk about that is because I, I know for a fact that a lot of people who are listening to this are hesitant. To start a healing journey. Because it's going to open up a lot of old women. And I get that. Mm -hmm. And so I think. It's painful. And it's scary. So I think that now is a good time to just kind of touch on that a little bit. And so I feel that the people who are tuning into these episodes. You have probably recognized that there are some unhealed places in you that need your attention. But you're not really sure that you're ready to go there. And I get that. Mm -hmm. It took me years, several years. And even in getting to the point where I knew it was time to start the healing journey, there was another traumatic event that pushed me into the healing journey. So I understand saying that healing is uncomfortable. I understand that it's scary. And I also understand that it's lonely if you don't have a good support system. Right. It's scary and it's uncomfortable because it's going to require. It's going to require going beyond treating just the symptoms. You got to treat the root cause. And that requires you acknowledging, accepting, admitting that there was some childhood trauma. And oftentimes that trauma is not pretty. It's going to require you letting go of some toxic relationships and some environments that you may be living in that's toxic and that's scary. But you know what else healing is? It's a journey to freedom. I cannot tell you how freeing it is to be able, like I cannot explain to you because you got to actually experience it to be able to finally let go of the thing that is holding you in hostage, that's holding you hostage, the thing that has you metaphorically in a prison. Healing is where you get to unlearn the toxic patterns, the behaviors and and the beliefs that you were forced to learn to survive. You get to, it's just like cookie. You get to take your power back. When right, you start your healing right. journey, you get to take your power back. You get to embrace the things that are right for you. You get to release the things that are not right for you. Mm-hmm. You get to get to know you again. Yeah, yeah. You get to fall in love with the real you, the you before the thing happened you get to fall in love with that girl again. The you before the trauma. So yeah, it's uncomfortable. But if you know that you know that you know, even if you don't know that you know that you know, if you just know that the trauma you've been suppressing, the feelings and the emotions that you've been suppressing is impacting your present day life, it's time for you to start the healing. If you know that everything that, that happens to you if you know that you are, how do I want to say this? I want to say something about generational trauma because that's what it is. If you know that right. your present self is being impacted by generational trauma, it's time to start the healing journey, y'all. It's time, yeah. and the beauty in that is like, you don't even have to do it alone because we got the sister circle of healing, right? Because, like I said, healing can be lonely. It can be lonely if you're trying to do it by yourself in the privacy of your bedroom. Oh. It can be lonely and it can hurt even more when you're doing it by yourself. So, my invitation to you is to join the sister circle of healing and see what happens when you heal in community because you got yeah. your sisters there to support. I'm going to leave the link to the sister circle of healing in the show notes of this episode, but I just wanted to talk about that for a few minutes because I I know that healing is scary. I know how scary it is to go back and revisit those things that you had buried deep inside. And you have absolutely no desire to revisit them. I know how scary that is. But I also know how freeing healing is. And that's all I got to say about that.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: I need to say that, you know, because healing, Natty, you know, healing is scary. And it's uncomfortable. You know that. So, it you know, really I just is. Like, it's, I, I, it's, I just feel like I need to say that.
1: It can be quite literally painful. I mean, if you think about just physical healing. If you've had, I've had strep throat several, several times in my life and the healing part of it can still be painful because you get that first little dose of penicillin. Even if it's a shot, it takes maybe a day before your throat isn't super, super, super sore anymore. Just even with physical things, you know that that's true, but you still do it anyway because it's much better than having whatever the the illness is. So it's, it's pretty much that same principle here. It definitely isn't easy. Honestly, if it were easy, we wouldn't have a podcast because everybody would have been doing it. Everybody everyone would have been would be doing, doing it.
0: it. Absolutely. It's
1: obviously not easy. That's why so many people are in denial about needing.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, because,
1: <laughs> because it's not easy. They don't want to even go there. It's not easy. But Cheryl's right. You do have... Support in the form of two you know, decently wise, I will say, uh, middle aged women who have been through hell and back
0: uh-huh. on
1: more than one occasion uh-huh. and have the battle scars to prove it. Not that we need to prove anything, but we, we can show you that we aren't lying about our experiences, what I mean. And we have some very hard fought and hard won lessons that we can share, that maybe will help you. And even if they don't, you at least have two women who are willing to lend listening ears, and you can know that you will be listened to. Absolutely.
0: And let me tell y'all how amazing that is. just for a moment. And then we're going to wrap up this episode. There <laughs> was a young lady that we both know. She reached out to me, and she was in crisis mode. Like, she, she desperately needed some help. And she could not get an appointment with her there. And so she reached out to me. She and um, I talked to her for a few minutes. And when I got off the phone with her, well, before I got off I said, I'm gonna call Natty because I know Natty has a solution because she told me she told me all the things that she had tried to come out of the, the space that she was in. And so those were all the things that I was gonna suggest that she tried. And so I asked her, well, have you tried art there? And she said, no, but I I, I like art. I like art. So that that might work for me. And so I said, well, I'm going to get out the phone. I'm going to call Natty and I'm going to see what she can do to support you. And when I tell y'all my friend jumped in and saved the day, she like Natty, I told told her what was going on. Didn't give her too many details, but I gave her enough so she would know that, you know, we need to jump on this right away. And what are you doing now, Natty? Every Sunday, this girl is having a video chat with this young lady to help keep her in this state. And I just got to say, I think like, honestly, Nadia, I think about it a lot, how you just came in. Like when I told you what was going on, you didn't ask any questions. You, you was like, if you didn't say, I don't have time to do it. You was like, Oh yeah, I'm on it. And just like that, she was on it. And you don't find that every day in people because people are busy and they have, they help, they have their own lives. And they have their own stuff, and Natty has her own stuff too. Like I have my own stuff, but she jumped in, and and I know without doubt that this young lady is so very appreciative because now she gets to, because she doesn't have a, a lot of people that she can reach out to for support, but Natty and I are there with her every Sunday, and we are walking her through what she's going through, and I know that it is making such an impact on her life. So, yeah, Natty, you doing that, and I, I'm, and I'm
1: it's sure. all... <laughs> Thank you. I it it's honestly an honor to be able to spend time with her and with you because she is she's a beautiful she's a beautiful girl beautiful young woman and I don't just mean low on the outside I mean her spirit is beautiful her spirit, and yeah. her heart is beautiful and seeing her um knowing that she was in a crisis knowing that she was hurting that was just really heavy and seeing her. In a situation where she might have felt like she was isolated or mm-hmm. didn't have any protection or any support, yeah i it wasn't it was it was not something I wasn't going to hesitate to to step up and and offer what help I can because honestly, I needed help like that when I was in my twenties and I didn't have it so you know part of this healing journey for us is to be the people that we needed when we were younger Absolutely. and so yeah I I definitely want to do that because that's what this young woman deserves. She deserves supportive people around her.
0: Absolutely. Because even at her young age, she's been through healing back. Right. Right. So, yeah, just wanted to um, put that out there for y'all that um, healing does indeed happen in community. So, yeah, we're going to wrap up day 11 <laughs> before we be on here crying, y'all. <laughs>
1: Right, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. It's (laughs) early in the day and we got stuff to
0: do. So yeah, that's day 11. Like I said, the link to the Sister Circle will be in the show notes of this episode. The link to the Facebook community will also be in the show notes of episode. If you find yourself in need of support, y'all join us on either of these platforms and connect with some people that have been where you are, who are very familiar with where you are and get the support that you need. We out. We'll be back with day 12 tomorrow.